Okay, you could start whenever. Welcome back to another episode of the Born Again Again podcast. I'm Katie. And I'm Joe. We're an ex-Christian couple learning how to live on the other side of religion. On this podcast, we'll talk about our journey, reasons we left the church, things we're going through now, and ways we've grown since. So on today's episode, we're going to talk about how we told our families. Yes, How we came out to our families Mm -hmm. as atheist, non-Christian yeah, and it was a long process of, and debating back and forth between should we tell them, you know, do yeah. they deserve to know or like, will it hurt them? And is it selfish of us to tell them? Right. Tons and tons of thinking about it, I guess. And I, I don't know. It was like a year probably of time when we, for that whole last year, we've been like thinking about this. Constantly. Right? Yeah. Because I think it took us forever to get to the point where we could even admit to ourselves that we weren't Christian or mm-hmm. that we didn't believe in the Bible God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so once we made that decision, then it was like, okay, well, the next thing is how are we going to tell this to our families? Yeah. Or do we need to tell them? Or do we need to at all? Yeah. That's a good point. Cause mm-hmm. that was something we thought about a lot too. Um, cause we read the ex Christian subreddit all the time and, um, have found that really helpful reading about other people's experiences telling their families. So a lot of people on there were saying, uh, I told my family and I wish I wouldn't have, mm-hmm. um, or because it went really poorly. And so that was a fear of ours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some people were recommending that we not tell our families at all yeah. just because of that reason. Right. I think because like, I don't really exactly know why, why they wouldn't want to, but I guess if you knew that your family would have a really bad reaction to it, I think that that's a good reason to hide yeah. that from your family. I don't know. I think I, I know that hiding what you really believe to not hurt other people or to not have their reaction is is sort of not in my mind it's not really a good reason but mm-hmm. it also that can it's a coping mechanism yeah. it can protect you from that reaction because this stuff is is pretty serious right. you know like i think that religion is it's i don't know it's one of the main reasons that people do crazy things. You know, it's like people do crazy things and they're in love. I think people do crazier things and they're in religion. Yeah. Like you're saying like a family that would typically be super loving towards you when it comes to religion, but there's like the potential for them to act in a way that's like not loving. Yeah, I don't know. We've read stories about families who were generally like good parents and stuff. And then when their child tells them they're not religious anymore, they like disown yeah. The kid and they're not welcome in the house anymore. Mm-hmm. So anyways, that, that kind of stuff we sort of had in the back of our mind for a long time. And I think that probably contributed partially to why it took us so long to work up the courage to tell our families. Yeah. And so I think another thing for us was just how close we are to our families and we live out of state. So we never really see our families and we wondered, is it selfish of us to take up one of those precious visits where we don't see them that often to tell them about Mm -hmm. this and would it really hurt them? You know, we don't talk much, but um, would it be selfish to yeah, spend that time talking about this and because it would really hurt them. And I think for me, I wasn't really that close to my family before we moved. And so there, that was another factor. Like you're saying before we left, before we left like our hometown. yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, in a way, I could get use this as a way to get closer to my parents by being completely honest with them. Um, but in another sense, like 
we're already not that close. Why do I share this personal thing with them? Yeah. And then for you, you felt like you were close to your parents, but this was tr- keeping you separate from them. Right? Yeah. This so that yeah, this was kind of my way of trying to get close to them again was mm-hmm. because yeah, before we left Wisconsin a few years ago, um, I would talk about God and religion and spirituality with my family all the time. That was like a really common topic of conversation mm-hmm. with my family. And so when we started to fall away from the church, then I kind of stopped talking about it. And then for me, I think probably for me more than anybody else in my family, it felt like there was a huge elephant in the room anytime I was spending time with my parents um, because I felt like I was hiding something, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, well, I think it felt that way for me too. And especially because the times you go home to visit are holidays and they're yeah. usually religious. Right. So we would go home for Christmas and that's a time that both of our families were super involved in church mm-hmm. and my parents like get extra, extra religious. And like my dad will do special longer prayers before meals, you know, like where he talks about how he's thankful for the family being there and everyone being there together mm-hmm. and like how much of a blessing everything is that, you know, like that kind of stuff. So I've, and I think that it puts him more in a religious spirit and he, he maybe would talk about God more around those times. Yeah. So it was, it was really hard because what little time we had with our parents, those times were super religious times just yeah. in, in general. Right. Or Easter. Yeah. You know, totally. The, yeah. Right. Even Thanksgiving. I mean, any of the holidays were like, you pray that religion is kind of amped up around the holidays. Mm-hmm. So, so we didn't don't see our families a ton just because we live out of state and we live different, like busy lives uh, from them. And they also live busy lives. And so we don't talk a ton, mm-hmm. not because we don't want to, but just because it's just like practically mm-hmm. we don't end up talking a whole lot. So, yeah, we didn't want to take one of our precious home visits to like ruin it <laughs> by by spilling the beans about religion. Yeah. And it's it's kind of sort of like how do you even bring that up right like yeah i almost wish sometimes that they would have asked yeah you know Uh, yeah i do too i think and there were times that they did ask if we went to church they just they did ask that yeah like um my mom would ask have you guys found a church have you found a church when we moved to portland she asked and we said that we were trying some out and we hadn't found the one yet and then um when we moved here to new york uh one of the times i went home it was terrible timing, but we were packing up to leave go- and go back to New York. And she came upstairs while I was packing and asked me, so have you found a church? And in my head, I was just like, mom, please, why did, why are you asking this now? Like right at <laughs> yeah. the end of our trip, like couldn't have you, couldn't have you done it, you know, earlier? Yeah. Uh, but so I said, no, we haven't, we haven't found a church yet. Uh, I don't know that we're going to go to church. And Which she, even that, just saying that, that was kind of like the first kind of a big revelation. Yeah. You know, even though it was quick and passing and even though it wasn't the right time, because mm-hmm. she asked you if you had found a church and you had said that, like, no, we probably weren't going to be going back to church at all. I know. And I think this was so this was around the time when you and I had been talking to each other about this and, and deciding that, you know, maybe even after reading everybody's stories online and like horrible stories and then also positive stories. I think that we need to decide what we're going to do for ourselves. Like, do we want to tell our parents about this? If they bring it up, would we say that Mm -hmm. we don't 
you know, go to church anymore. We don't really want to be a part of religion. And I think that we decided that we needed to be honest with ourselves. And for a while we had been in hiding and it had felt like we were hiding who we were now. Yeah. And it felt really painful and yeah. uncomfortable and that we were of the opinion that everybody is an adult and they need to learn how to process their own feelings. So we are not responsible for the feelings of our parents. Yeah. If we tell them how we decided to live life now, yeah. you know, they have to process that on their own and it's not selfish of us to tell them because ultimately this is our relationship with our parents. And if you can't be honest in a relationship with someone, then what do you, what do you have? And what kind of relationship is that? Yeah. 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 And it took a long time to get to that point. I think, mm-hmm. I don't, I think I probably have a lot of caretaking tendencies where I like, I really take how other people are feeling, uh, as like my own personal responsibility. And so in the case of my family, I was hesitating telling them this new revelation because I was worried it would hurt them. And I was worried that they would then worry about me. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it was exactly that. Like you said, it was kind of a matter of realizing that I need to be able to trust that they can handle their own feelings Mm -hmm. and their own emotions and that, you know, if this is something that's important to me to tell them, then I need to be able to do that. Let them, let them handle it. it. Yeah. Yeah. I think another thing for me was a little bit of, I don't know what the right emotion is, but I really didn't want them to sound the, the, like, the cry, the battle cry to all of the Christian relatives and friends and mm. be like, we need to be praying for Katie and Joe. Like you were worried I, about that happening. I didn't want like, like I didn't want them to be self-righteously like fighting a battle, a spiritual battle for our lives. Yeah. I, see, uh, I know what you mean. And I, I, I knew exactly the feeling of a Christian when you find out that one of your friends or family members is leaving the fold and like how you feel so much as though you need to fight like it's your a battle for this person their you know their soul is on the line and being so far removed from it then like now it in my mind felt so well first of all i knew how taxing that would be on them to be worried and be constantly praying in that way and i didn't want them to constantly be worried about me but like i didn't i also just was so over the whole system i guess that i i was just thinking like please don't pray for me just mm-hmm. please don't don't even do anything yeah because like, i don't listen. want you to put your mental energy into it i don't want you to be talking about me behind your back i i felt like christians sometimes use like prayer as a way to gossip about yeah. people and i didn't want to be the object of gossip in the family yeah and so i was thinking if i don't tell anyone then no one can gossip about me right. and like and put you know talk about how worried they are they are except you know, and but instead, what they really are saying is, I'm embarrassed that my child, of all of the people in our family, has now left Christianity. Right. You know, yeah. I don't want my my parents to have to be embarrassed. Anything, right. any kind of emotion yeah. for me. I just I was thinking so much about their emotions. It is. It's weird because you know we were really thinking about our family's emotions a lot. I think because. When we were Christian, we know how we would have felt yeah. if if one of our family members would have left. And we would have been so scared. And you're right. I think that, like, as a Christian, I would gossip about people in a weird, self-righteous way. Like, talking to my friends, like, oh, did you hear so-and-so? is like, they're really struggling with this sin now. We need to oh, pray we sh- for Oh, we should them. pray for them. But, mm-hmm. like, really, are you just, like, talking about other people's sins to make you feel a little bit better about yourself? 
Yeah, or to know. make it seem like you're caring for them. Yeah, but but prayer does not care. Prayer does not care. Oh, it rhymes. A new, <laughs> that's a new thing. It's a new thing. It doesn't. It's not giving anything to somebody. It's not sitting down and talking to them or giving you support. Yeah, I don't know. Well, so, so we, yeah. So, anyways, we had a lot of things to think about. And I think any of you who have gone through something similar or who haven't told your families yet probably can relate to all of the different thoughts that you have about telling your families or coming out as non-Christian to your Christian community. Mm-hmm. Cause there's a lot of different things to think about. And I think there's a lot of guilt involved. There was for me, and there's a lot of fear about what other people would think. And I ran through the conversations in my head a million different times from different angles. And I know mm-hmm. you were th- doing the same thing. Um, but in the end we decided, if you haven't got this already, we decided we are going to tell our families. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was just like a month ago. You just actually, you decided first, you came to me and you said, I think I need to tell my family because you were thinking about it every single day, Yeah, every single day. It was like torturing you basically. Should I tell them? Should I not? Mm -hmm. And I feel like at that point, just taking some action is the answer. Telling them because then you don't have to think about it. You can only stew in your thoughts for so long. I think for me, another, another big reason why I decided to tell them you know, regardless of all the other stuff we were talking about, how they might take it and if it's a good idea or a bad idea or whatever, um, at a certain point, it kind of just became less of an issue about that and less of an issue about how my family might take it. And it became more of um, that this is a new version of myself. I am a new version of myself with new beliefs and I'm a different person with different personality mm-hmm. than I used to be. And in order to honor myself... I needed to be willing to like stick up for myself Mm -hmm. and explain to people who are, who might disagree with me how I am now. You know, it was like kind of a vulnerable step of saying like, okay, I'm a different person and my family doesn't really know the real me. And so in order to like be true to myself and in order to honor myself, which is something I'm working on and something that I'm traditionally not very good at after like self-loathing myself for so long in Christianity um, it just felt like this was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. This was the way to honor myself was to share my truth. Um, and regardless of the consequences, that would be the best course of action. So yeah, yeah decided to do it. That was super important for us. I, I feel like more for you just because you had given up so much of yourself to be a Christian. Yeah. And I think that this was such a good exercise in for the first time, not caring what other people thought yeah. and being who you were, uh, you know, instead of being someone else for the purpose of making other people feel happy, right? you know, yeah, like this is, this was all you. And it was really cool to think of it that way, I think, yeah, you know, and it was like an exercise in self-compassion and respecting myself mm-hmm. and putting myself above the needs of others. And all the really. things that are taught again, like yeah. that people teach against. All the of the things I would have felt like were super selfish before. Mm-hmm. Now it was kind of flipped into a new perspective where we're like, no, those things aren't selfish. This is just what you do if you respect yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I so, had yeah. another thought too. It was, I remember going home uh, visiting and it not just like the religious times, but our families were, are, are super religious. Like, any time that there was a moment, like a quiet moment, someone would say something about God. Like your mom would be like, wow, isn't it amazing that God made things that way? Mm-hmm. Or I heard this kid say something. Isn't that sweet that God made children this way? Yeah. And that was another reason why 
I remember feeling kind of like tortured by it because we would just sit there with our mouths. Like you can picture it like, like, I don't know, just like kind of like trying to smile, <laughs> but then your just tongue. clamped yeah. shut, like, mm-hmm, like yeah. nodding, just looking at each other out of the corner of our eyes. Well, and it's weird too, because it, it, those remarks felt like little, like, I don't know. Digs at us? Digs. But, but I don't, I really don't think they were, you know, I I think that's just like an indication of how deeply committed our families are and how triggered triggered. we are, but like how deeply committed our families Mm -hmm. are where, you know, that's how, that's how I was with my family all the time. If there was anything that we saw in nature that was interesting, the first thought would be like, wow, it's crazy God made it that way. Mm -hmm. Or it's crazy how God made kids to be the way they are, whatever. So it, it just became more and more evident how deeply committed our families were and then how uncomfortable it was making us yeah and how to, to far be out that. we were yeah yeah right so do you want to tell how you decided to tell your parents yeah yeah so we deliberated a lot i deliberated a lot on how to tell them and we considered driving home to wisconsin and making it a like making a whole event out of going and telling them because it seemed better it in seemed, a way to tell them in person yeah especially over like i don't know yeah over the phone but um, what we ended up deciding to do, or what I decided to do, was FaceTime them. Because um, we talked every once in a while over FaceTime. And I didn't want to just call on FaceTime just to crush their spirits and then hang up. Um, so we just talked on the phone like we normally do. And we talked for maybe 20 minutes or something just about normal day-to-day life things and uh, life updates and shared what Katie and I had been doing. And they were telling me about what was going on back in Wisconsin and it was all good and fine um, until the end of the conversation when I said to them, and I, at this point, I was like super nervous because before this whole phone call had taken place, I had already decided that I was going to tell them uh, during this FaceTime call. And I had and, decided that I would not be a part of that FaceTime Yeah, call. so Katie wasn't part <laughs> of it. Because sometimes we, we call them together and mm-hmm. we talk to them together. But I said, I think I'm just going to stay in the living room if yeah. that's okay. Which it's, the living room in our apartment is like five feet away from where I was in the bedroom because <laughs> yeah. we live in New York and our apartment's tiny. Um, but anyway, so I was talking to them about like little life update stuff, feeling super nervous, trying to hide it, hide the fact that I was really nervous about what I was about to tell them. Um, and so got towards the end of the, that normal, uh, conversation. And I just said, Hey guys, there was one other thing that I really <laughs> wanted to talk to you guys about. Um, and I said, that like, as you know, we haven't really been going to church. Um, and I just wanted to kind of share with you guys where we're at with all that stuff. And I also wanted to ask what you guys have been feeling about it and kind of what you've been thinking about everything. Um, and so I just shared with them that for the last three years, we haven't been going to church. We had tried to go to church a ton when we first moved to Portland, I said, I told them about how we'd been praying to God for a long time and really asking for faith and crying out for faith and praying ceaselessly for more faith and reading Christian books and reading non-Christian books and reading the Bible as much as we could. And I said that after all of that, I feel like my faith just kind of dissolved as hard as I was trying to keep it and as hard as I was praying to God uh, to help me keep it, my faith just disappeared. And I said, at this point, I... I don't believe in God anymore. And I said, it doesn't make me feel good to say that. And it doesn't, this isn't something I ever in a million years imagined that I would say. And this isn't a position that I was hoping to be in at any point. Like I didn't want 
I never wanted it to play out like this when I was Christian, of course. Um, and I said, but, but this is what happened and this is where I am. And I can't convince myself to believe something that I don't believe anymore. I, I can't like have faith on my own. Mm -hmm. Um, and I paused and they paused and I could tell that they were pretty shocked and really surprised at what I was saying. And I think as I was telling them, I was probably tearing up too. Mm -hmm. I know this was like a really emotional phone call because it was honestly a year of thinking about this, this very conversation, this moment, this moment, um, leading up to this point. And it was just such a weird, a weird kind of surreal feeling to have just said that to my family. Mm -hmm. Um, and your they, mom had noticed something. She had yeah. said she had some thoughts of what she noticed before yeah. she, you told her. Yeah. So she was saying that she noticed, you know, she knew that we weren't going to church and she noticed that I hadn't been talking about it with them. Um, and she was saying that she thought about it all the time and she wondered about what we were feeling about religion and about Christianity all the time. And she was telling us that she prayed for us every single day on her way to work. Um, and so she said that, my revelation that we don't believe in God anymore was quite a shock and that that did surprise them. And it was, it's not easy for them to hear. And she was tearing up and I was tearing up and, but she said that, um, she'll always still love me and that, that she is worried for me and worried for my soul, you know, but she said that she loves me and is like, so glad that I told her and that, that we could have a closer relationship now. Cause that was actually another thing I said to them as I was telling them, or I, I said that the, one of the main reasons why I wanted to share this with them and not hide it anymore is because I want to have a close relationship with my family. Mm -hmm. And I really felt like this, this issue, this religion topic was like such an elephant in the room because of who I was in the past. And because of how I've changed now that I really needed to like reveal the real self to me. Um, and they were so sweet about it. You know, it, I felt like they almost couldn't have taken it in a better way. It's not like they agreed with me. And they said, you know, like, of course, they're not going to hear what I say and just right away be like, well, we're dropping the Christian faith too. <laughs> but they, they were supportive and they could see that this was something I really took seriously and that I wasn't just making this decision lightly. Um, and it sounded like they really respected where I was coming from. And I felt like they really listened to what I had to say really well. Mm -hmm. Um, and then didn't they start to ask a few questions yeah, after that? Yeah. So, yeah. So they, so they were saying during the time when we had stopped going to church and they could tell that something was up with us regarding Christianity and our faith, they were saying that they didn't really want to talk to us about it because they really wanted to respect our space, um, and kind of give us the ability to think through things on our own and all that stuff, which I thought was really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, in one way, you know, like you said earlier, I, I almost wish they would have asked about it because I think it would have been easier for me to tell them, but well, I it's think difficult that, for them to, but I you think know. they were actually kind of afraid to hear the answer. Maybe. I don't know that they were just respecting our space. That could be too. Cause that sounds super, that makes our parents sound very progressive and they're definitely not. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. but so they, um, right away then had some questions and my mom kind of fired off a few of the the normal like Christian questions as she asked where I get my morality from. Um, and she was asking like, so what do you live for then if it's not for God? And it was, it was interesting. I, you know, this, these were things we, Katie and I had thought about a ton 
Mm -hmm. um, on our own independently. And I, I don't know how much my parents have thought about these questions outside of a Christian perspective, but it was just interesting being able to share with them that I, you know, I don't really have a good answer for what's the purpose of living now. But I said that I think what I'm going to do is try to live the most in the most loving way possible and try to live a life that makes me and other people as happy as possible. Well, I think the yeah. whole thing with life purpose and that we wouldn't, that was a big, big issue for us. And we sh- were going to do an, a whole podcast about it, but it was just coming to terms with like, who said you need to have a purpose? You know, yeah. like, of course, Christianity is great because it gives you one and that's sort of like fulfills everyone's needs. But just because an ideology gives you a purpose does not mean that it's right for mm-hmm. you. It just means that we as humans crave that. We right. want that. And so like we are drawn to ideologies that give us something to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that like, you know, in a way it was sort of breaking free from like that chain of thought of like, you need someone to tell you what to do and who to live for. Yeah. But, yeah. But that, their, their questions on that call were, it was interesting hearing their questions because it was all of the same questions we had when we were Christians and we were first leaving the faith. Yeah. So when we were processing. Yeah. Like where does morality come from? What's the point of living? Mm -hmm. You know, what's good, what's right and wrong. Why do bad things happen to people? You know, like all of the big questions that you kind of have to discover for yourself once you leave Christianity and that we had been thinking through over the last few years. Those were kind of the questions they had immediately as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So that conversation happened uh and i talked to them and it it ended well you know it it was like i said it was uncomfortable and it was difficult to have the conversation it was difficult to see how worried they were about me but it went fine and i hung up and i felt like a thousand pounds were lifted off my shoulders did you really i did yeah it, it was a different kind of relief than i expected because i kind of anticipated or hoped that like right when the phone call ended i would feel totally changed and better Mm -hmm. but i i felt a huge sense of relief having like gotten that gotten that hidden part of me out of off my chest Mm -hmm. you know but there was some like level of uh guilt i had because i could see how much they were worried about me you know Mm -hmm. and i think maybe you'll talk about it more but just like knowing that they know and knowing that they could be worrying about me now is kind of a different burden you know i know and so that's something i'm still kind of dealing with now but you had a good point that you brought up with your parents that your dad had an interesting reaction to where you you said you were asking them questions like what do you think about you know hell do you think a loving god would send our grandma like our your your nana to hell you know she's not like a devout christian do you think what do you think about that is that a loving god who would do that and yeah yeah, because that was kind of the, one of the biggest things for me leaving Christianity was understanding that God isn't really loving. And so I, yeah, used that example that I I can't imagine that a loving God would send my sweet grandma, who's like the sweetest, <laughs> sweetest old lady, sweetest grandma ever, you know, typical great grandma, but she's not a Christian. So I said to them, I can't believe that a God who's loving would send grandma to suffer eternally in hell. And I said, I don't think that a a loving God would send me to suffer eternally in hell, but the Bible, according to the Bible, it says that that's what's going to happen. And I don't think that's something a good God would do. And I I thought that was interesting too, because their reaction, I mean, that's a hard thing to hear as a Christian and hard thing to hear 
someone say about your mom, if I'm, you know, I'm saying that to my parents about my grandma. Um, and my dad right away was like, well, that, you know, that really does make you think. You know? oh, <laughs> so, he thought that was so interesting. Yeah, it's he, just like, it does make you think. It does, you know? yeah. It really does. It made us think and it got us to this place. So I think they are starting to understand some things. And so actually, yeah. that, that we had that phone call. And then about two weeks later, my mom came out to New York to visit us for a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and that time when she was here in person was maybe a li- little bit easier to bring up the conversation because we had already kind of broken the ice. Well, and it was funny because she was like, I want to come. She didn't come to talk about this with us. She just had taken vacation days off and uh, couldn't decide where to go. And she ended up being like, oh, I want to come visit, see mm-hmm. where you guys live. And she was like, I want to drink wine and go, I don't know, see the go city, out to, go, go out, out to, to dinner, and, and I want to talk about God. And I feel yeah. like she seemed really light about it. Yeah, and I in loved a way, it. she was open to hearing what we thought. Right. And I feel like she's maybe the most open of our parents yeah. to talk about that yeah. stuff with. It, it was all of these things, it's like they're kind of bittersweet because it was great. It was so great to sit in the living room here and like spill everything about Christianity and explain to her all of the reasons why we left basically and explain how we thought that God wasn't loving and explained how we felt like it was an abusive relationship and explained how we felt like the Bible's treatment of women is so awful and offensive. And it so it was like great to get all of those things off my chest and tell her that and explain those things to her. Um, but it was so hard to like watch those words sink in. You know, it's hard to say things to your family that, you know, are like cutting them really deep. You well, know? I and, almost couldn't look at her. We had a night, which is what Joe's talking about, where we all were just sitting, hanging out in the living room and we just started talking about it. And I kept saying, this is so surreal. This is so surreal. I can't believe we're talking to you about this. This is stuff we've been talking about for years. Yeah. And it seems like so hard to be saying it to you as a, as our parent, yeah. and I couldn't even, I could barely look at her in the eyes. I kept turning away and, you know, just talking forward, basically. Yeah. It, some of the things that we told her, uh, you're right, like, we're really, like, cutting. Yeah, know, cutting. I mean, we, yeah. Like, that we showed her, eventually, what really got her is we showed her the verse, I don't have it right now, but basically the one that says something like, if anyone has tasted or, or, you know, experienced the light of Christ, the Holy Spirit, and then turns away, they're not welcome back, basically. Yeah. And uh, whatever it was, we shared it with her. And she basically said, I wish I didn't know that verse existed. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, I'm not happy I know about that verse now. Mm-hmm. And after that, it felt, it felt in a way like, okay, like maybe we're causing her to think, but it also felt like you said, everything was bittersweet also felt, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. I wish you would have found this out on your own. I don't want to be the one that's telling you about it. Right. Like everything was a bit really bittersweet. Yeah. The conversation. Yeah. It was a relief to get it off of our shoulders, but I also felt so bad that I had to like hurt her in this way. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I, you know, I think she understood where we were coming from. I, th- I think one of the big things I wanted to convey to her was that I, it's not like we just moved away from our small town to the liberal city and the devil got us. 
And I think I even said that to her. I don't want you to think that's what happened. And she explained like, well, that's kind of what I think did happen. You know, that's what she thinks happens is that we left our like conservative small town bubble and went to the big liberal city. And then the devil like got us and tricked us. Um, And so I remember because I said, why do do you think that, you know, we are feel so free and happy? And she was like, I feel like like the the devil is giving it to you making you feel that way to trick you. I don't so, know. Yeah. So we had those conversations. I, I feel like it was really difficult to work up to having them. It was the process leading up to having the conversations with my family was way harder than actually having the conversations was. And I think that's just like a life lesson that a lot of times things you're dreading doing take more of a toll on you than they would if you actually just did them. Yeah. It's better just to get it out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, had that conversation. We haven't really talked about it since. Um, but I feel more understood by my family than I have in years. So in that sense, mission accomplished. That's true. Now you don't have to think about yeah. this anymore. And, and I feel like I don't, tell them. I don't have to hide. You, you don't. Know? Ha- yeah, you don't have to hide. Yeah, because I was worried, always worried about posting stuff online about it and whatever. Like if one of her employees would see and then they'd find out or I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just it feels good to be kind of out in the open. And we ended up telling our parents actually before we put this whole podcast out when we recorded the first we recorded the first three episodes and we had not told our parents yet. And we one of the reasons that why we decided to tell our parents was actually because of the podcast. We felt that like if they found out about it, you know, just online, that it wouldn't be fair to them. Yeah, and we just felt, out of respect for them. Yeah, they deserved more respect. So it it kind of pushed us to do it because mm-hmm. in a way we were waiting to post it until, you know, we worked up the courage, I guess. Right. And so Joe told his parents, um, and it was, he just one day just said, I'm telling my parents today. And it, I think like you had been, you were kind of fed up with waiting and you just kind of like impulsively decided to do it. And I was like, whoa, okay. I was uh, just tired of thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. And so after you did that, it was funny because, I, because then I said, I feel now that I have to tell my parents <laughs> because you told them yeah. it's kind of like you forced me into this because now you did it. And now we're all like waiting on me mm-hmm. to tell them. So I, the problem with my telling my parents was I had no idea how to tell them because we never really FaceTimed uh, or talked on the phone as much as Joe did with you. His yeah. Family. You maybe talked like once every other month or something. No, less, so much less than that. I think. Right. Yeah, it's but, not not often. Anyways. But so it seems strange to be like to it seems strange to me to call to have like such a Out serious conversation. It's actually it's probably because it's one of my fears growing up is like having serious conversations with my parents, especially my dad. He would always he would do this thing where he'd be like, "Katie, I need to talk to you." And I'm like, "Dad," and we'd all <laughs> joke so with him stressful. so much. We'd jo- we'd be like, "Dad, don't say it like that. Yeah. Just say yeah. just be like, Katie." And then say what you want to say. Like, don't like build it up because it's terrifying. So I felt that if I called them and was like, I need to tell you something, it would be almost exactly the same as, yeah. as all of the times he did that to me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to be that way. I didn't want to be like intense. So I was like, should I? <laughs> that's I w- That's why I was I was suggesting that we drive home. Like, yeah. should we just have like a visit? Yeah. And then we're like, huh? Should. We- how would that go? Would we tell them about it at the end and then be like, okay, see ya, we're driving yeah. back. Or, or would at we the tell beginning. them at the beginning and then have an awkward trip the whole time? Right. So 
I didn't know what to do. I We opted out of that because that was just too much money and uh, driving. And right before we had left, I said before um, that my mom had asked again if we had gone to church. And, oh, the last time we were home. Yes. Yeah. And so I had... I was really proud of myself because this time I didn't try to evade the question as much. And I told my mom, no, we're not going to church. And she said something like, wow, uh, Campus Crusade for Christ really like mess with your head. Like really like, like messed you guys up. Mess yeah. you up. And she didn't say it. In, that sounds mean, but she didn't say it in a mean way. She was, sounded really like that's what she thought happened. Like we mm-hmm. like really, really hated crew and that got us out of the faith, which we did really dislike crew, but it did not, it led us further into Pentecostal religion. But, but anyway, so I was like, no mom, it it wasn't actually crew. It's been a long process. And I just feel like it's not, now is not the right time to tell you about it, but Mm -hmm. we can talk about it later. And I was so proud of myself because that was the first time I wasn't like reactive or hidden or withdrawn after the question. And that was like a couple months before this time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that really like set up a tone for me, I guess, a window of opportunity to be able to tell them. So long story short, what I decided to do was send them an email. Um, (laughs) Sounds like the whole time I was thinking about sending an email, I just kept thinking like, am I the girlfriend in the relationship who would send a text (laughs) to break up with the boyfriend? (laughs) Totally, I would. Um, But But it was different in your family, though, because your family sends emails a lot. Yeah, we like talk on email Yes, often. So we talked about so this weird. and we thought, okay, my family does send emails. My parents have emailed like just articles or random things or updates on the family. Not like really, not, not serious or lighthearted. Like, yeah, just like, just both general conversation. Yeah. So I decided I would email. Plus I'm, it's really difficult for me to talk to my dad. He's very, he's very good at debating. And so I'm a little bit dreading going home and talking to them about this now. Uh, but he, um, so I wanted to like have the floor to be able to say everything mm-hmm. I wanted to say, just kind of spill my guts. And so then I thought, okay, writing is, writing is the thing for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I never think I'm very good with my words. I'm like, even now I feel like I'm stumbling over them, <laughs> but I think I'm very good if I can write things down. Yeah. I feel like I'm a good writer. So yeah. that's why I decided to send them an email and I have it right here. Uh, I thought that I would read it yeah, for you guys. Read it. All right. This is what I said. Hi, Mom and Dad. I wanted to send you an email, a sort of update on where Joe and I are with church and stuff. I know you've probably been wondering about it and about us because we used to talk about church and God all the time, and we obviously don't anymore. Last time we were home, Mom asked me if we found a church, and I told her it's been a long process for us. So I wanted to share some of it, and I've been debating whether or not to call you. It seems weird and impersonal to email, but I wanted to get all my thoughts out there. I'm so much better at describing myself through writing than through talking face-to-face. I wanted to have a better relationship with you too, and I feel I can't when I haven't shared this part of my life with you. I've always felt like the black sheep of the family, like the contrarian. I've always felt that you see me as just going through phases or drifting from one interest to the next. I'm sorry if I'm wrong to think that, but I think it's why I don't tell you a lot of things about myself. I'm worried you won't take me seriously and you'll think I'm just on to the next phase. That being said, I think you already figured out that Joe and I are having some problems with our faith. And it started about six months before we moved to Portland. We stopped going to church and had a lot of feelings. I avoided the topic because I was so confused and didn't know what was happening. I have been journaling about it over the past few years and have come up with a list of a progression of everything that happened to us and everything we felt. 
At this point, we don't have any more faith in God. I'm so sorry, because I know how hard this must be for you as parents. The last thing I want to do is hurt your feelings, but it's starting to kill me to not be honest with you. Joe and I have spent so much time thinking about it, reading about it, and journaling about it. At this point, I feel more happy, more whole, more free, and more like myself than ever before in my life. I'm going to attach a document I made, including early on notes and questions I had about God from the beginning to now. You don't have to read it, but I wanted you to see that I took this whole process very seriously. I don't want to debate, but I would like to be able to talk about it with you. I want to be open about everything and honest with each other. I feel a little scared telling you guys this, but I know you are really loving parents and I'm not afraid of being loved less by you. And for that, I'm really thankful. Love you, Katie. The first time we read, we recorded this podcast, I read this email out and it was the first time I had read it out loud since I had sent it and I cried so hard. Yeah, powerful. <laughs> yeah. Well, and um, I mean, you wrote that email one morning and then we like sat and had to really work up the courage to hit the send button. Yeah. You know, that was, that was like a really tense time. You know, you went back and forth a lot of times and tried to change it to make sure it's perfect and. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a big reveal. I sent it along with uh, that first blog post we have up on our bornagainagain.co site. It has like all of the progression of from the very beginning, our first thoughts of like, you know, being in church and thinking, am I being affected by adrenaline all the way until now of like my conclusion of like, God is not loving, you know, that PDF that you attached to the email to your parents. That's like what what that turned into that first blog post. Yes. It turned into the blog post. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you can check that out if you're interested. Yeah. I don't really, I, we decided that we don't want to read my mom's response, like word for word, just because it's, there's some personal things in here and I'd like to respect just her privacy. But um, basically, the first part says, Dear Katie, thanks for entrusting us with your thoughts. We will read and consider carefully. Your dad and I are sad that you have come to this conclusion about God, but we will always love you and pray for you and Joe. So then she she went on to say that she's been she had gone through and still has going through some dark times with her faith as well, where she wanted to blame God. Um, but she still believes that he loves her and you know she's trusting him through all of the difficult times in her life basically it was it was to that effect that i have gone we've gotten this response a lot from people like i've gone through that too really dark times and you just have to trust in god and there's nothing to say to that mm-hmm. anymore like my f- initial response when i think we were a little bit more angry leaving is like, don't you think that's a red flag? Like, <laughs> if you keep waiting for something and it doesn't happen, at what point do you stop waiting? Yeah, you know, I yeah. think I think that as a Christian, it was a super weird experience to realize that the possibility of God not existing was not even a thought that crossed our minds. Right. That it was like as much as like anything, anything you any really other explanation in, would be more likely to you than God not existing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like just it was just not an option. Uh, so I think that it's you, I didn't know what to say back basically to this. Uh, and I didn't want to start. I, like I said, I didn't want to debate. So I just said, thanks mom. Love you guys. And mm-hmm. then my dad said, uh, he sent me an email. Both of them se- sent one separately. And he said, thanks for sharing your thoughts on this topic, on this important topic. <laughs> 
sounds like an, an essay. <laughs> we knew you were struggling that whole time, but did not feel you wanted to talk about it. We are always open and available to talk with you and Joe as you allow. Certainly we feel sad about this, but I am glad to know you want to talk and want to have a better relationship with us. Those things mean a lot to us. I personally always wanted to have completely open lines of communication with all my children throughout life. I was never able to talk with my dad about anything from early on and wanted to be different if possible. So um, he basically says that he's sorry that we've been affected negatively by a religious experience, which is another response we've gotten a lot. Like yeah, that feels like if, a you've, bit. if you've gone through something and you're out of church, that means that you probably were affected negatively. And I think that, yes, that's true. We were affected negatively, but so is everyone. Mm-hmm. Every single person has a negative, has a negative experience with church. Yeah. I think, I think a like, church makes whether everybody just, feel bad about themselves. Whether it's <laughs> just the fact that they have been questioning God and want to blame him for bad things that have happened in their life. That's a negative experience yeah, with God. That's right. negative. So we just, because you're attributing that in a way you're attributing some of the blame to God and you're getting angry at him. Like, it, it's hard. Yeah. The difference is that we like recognize those negative experiences and then acted on them as opposed to recognizing them and then just saying, well, God is mysterious. Mm-hmm. I but think anyways. that that stuff, and I'd love to talk about it more, but like whenever a, a Christian comes back and says, it seems as though you've had a negative experience or it seems as though you went to the wrong church or it seems like you went to the wrong youth group or had a bad pastor or anything. If if you lump them all together, you see that they're just excuses. Yeah. And also what it is is super belittling because it's basically saying that you had a really bad reaction to it and you're not strong enough. Like, like that's, you know, it's not, it's never God's fault. Yeah. It's just basically that, that person yeah. who did whatever they did to you. Yeah. And it's, it's, there's no trust given to me as an individual right. to make that's up my own is. mind. Mm-hmm. And it was, I find it very, very belittling. Yeah. It's hard because like with our families, I, I know, or at least I believe that they're not like trying to be belittling or even see themselves like above us in any kind of malicious way. You know, I think they honestly like love us and want the best for us. And they feel like that's the most loving thing for them to do. Most loving response for them, you know, but on the other side now it's like, well, yeah, actually I used to respond to other people like that as a Christian. And now I see that that was really arrogant to me and it mm-hmm. seems it seems belittling because it, it seems like people who say, well, you must have gone to the wrong church. It's almost like they're saying like, well, I see you've gone through something really traumatic and you've had a really hard time leaving your faith. Um, but actually, I understand your problem a little bit better than you do. And it's I actually know that it's probably because your church was just wrong. Yeah. You know, and it's like, come on, you you have no idea it's what we've been through, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. So all that being said, I, I don't fault my parents for it. I don't, I don't feel like we can fault your parents for it either no. because it's, they're like acting out of love and the way they know to act best towards us. And, you know, I can't really expect anything else other than that, but it, it's really revealing of how we used to be the way we used to think. <laughs> when I got these responses, I was really scared to read them. So I made Joe read them to me oh, yeah. first <laughs> <Just> <laughs> because them. I'm, I've already, I've already, I'm not very good at answering um, emails or messages. They affect me so mm-hmm. much or just the pressure of having to respond to them right away. 
uh, affects me, so I made Joe read them to me to make sure that <laughs> yeah, they're okay. Screen them for yeah, you. Yeah, he screened them for me. Um, how did you feel after you told them? Did you have like a major sense of relief like I did? Oh, or? no, I didn't. So that was really surprising to me. I did not have, a re- uh, I did not feel as though the weight had been lifted off of my shoulders. I felt, I felt worse and I actually kind of regretted telling them, even though now, oh, well, so right. let yeah. me just say that now I feel great that I told them and I don't regret it at all. But in the moment and for a week or two after I really struggled with it because I don't know, these responses weren't even that bad, but I just was like, my parents, I know are constantly thinking about me now. They're like, they're, and my dad that week sent me a video from a case for Christ that they made that new movie based on that book. Mm -hmm. And he sent me like a clip of all of the arguments together. So he, I knew he was thinking about me because he was sending me links to videos, um, apologetic videos. And, but I, I was just thinking, I wish I wouldn't have told them like, Oh, before I liked hiding, I felt less vulnerable, but, um, I don't know. I mean, we recently watched that, uh, is it Brene Brown yeah. documentary on Netflix? And she talks about all about vulnerability and how you can't have courage if you're not vulnerable. And so I see, I so see that now, like that I moved forward by being vulnerable in this area of my life. It was not an easy transition and it did not feel great right away. And it took some time to separate from it. But now I'm so happy that I have it off my chest and I've told my parents. So next time we go home, we don't have to be awkward and we can just be ourselves. Yeah. I think that there's, I think there's more hard conversations coming, but. And I think the, it will be a little awkward. Yeah. Still. And the more, but, but this is already open up for us to talk about this. And like, I would rather, I think I'm, I never had a good relationship with my parents and I think I would like one. And I think that you have to have difficult conversations to get closer to people. Yeah. And I go through back and forth of like, well, they're just my parents and I don't really see them that much. So what does it matter? You know, why do I, why do I need to worry about that? Yeah. Like, do I need to have this good relationship with them? But I think that, I think that if you had a good relationship with your parents, your life could be happier. Yeah. So for like sure. why, I don't know. I'm really interested in just making everything, trying to be in control of more things in my life and not like taking the back seat in my life and being more upfront about everything, being more honest with myself and Mm -hmm. trying to like form really good relationships with the people that have to be a part of my life. Yeah. You know, like I know that parents are parents and you don't choose them, but like they have to be a part of your life. So I would like to be completely honest with them. That's just what, that's just my opinion. Yeah. That's how I feel too. I think we've kind of, we keep encouraging each other and keep trying to take, take the route of, compassion and like grace with our families, you know, with all this stuff. Cause I think it's, it would be easy to resent your families for raising you the way that you're raised and for indoctrinating you from a young age and stuff like that. And but sometimes I, those feelings do come up. Yeah, they do. But I, I think what we keep trying to do is we keep trying to like stay soft with them, you know, and assume the best and, and believe that they had our absolute best interests in mind at the time that we were being raised. And I think that's really true. Um, and the way that translates to now is that now when we're having these conversations, even though some of the things they say to us might feel belittling or we can tell that maybe they're not understanding us, we're just trying to be as gentle and patient and loving towards them as possible through all of it. Because I feel like we've gotten through to the other side and now I'm in a place where I can have these conversations without getting 
personally attacked and without getting my emotions all wound up. I mean, it's difficult. I think it's more, that's more difficult for me because, but you said this the other day that now that we don't believe there's not much writing on it. So in a way we don't have to care what other people think and we don't have to spread this gospel. Right. We don't have the pressure of kind of eternal torment or eternal bliss. You know, we, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what anyone thinks anymore. And with Christianity, there was so much pressure. And if someone attacked your beliefs, it was almost like you're attacking my whole, my soul soul and my eternity. And you are also attacking yourself because you're also going to hell now for saying that. Right. But now it's kind of freeing to be like, you can think that. Sure. I don't, I don't care. And, but not in a mean way of like, I don't care what you think, but like you think what you think and I'm going to think what I think and I won't bother you if you don't, you're not interested in hearing this. Yeah. Then cool. Right. It's great. It's nice. It's nice <laughs> yes. to not have to think you need to force what you believe on other people. Yeah. It's so nice. And you should, and this is a good reminder for me to rest in that. If somebody comes to trying to debate you, just think like, you know, you don't have that. You don't have, have that need to get this person to be on your side. Right. You know, yeah. there it is frustrating to yeah. debate and that people not understand. But like, guess what? Like their soul isn't dependent on what you believe anymore. Like right. it was when you were a Christian. So just like rest. Yeah. Be light about it. Yeah. Just be like loving and try to stay, take the high road. <laughs> no, this is a super good reminder for me because that is not my initial response. Yeah. But I want to be a person who can be lighter about all of this. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. We're working on it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that seems like a good place to end. Um, again, if you want to check out the PDF that Katie sent over to her parents, I'm actually, I think I ended up sending that same one to my parents too. Mm -hmm. It's, it's the first blog post on bornagainagain.co. Um, so yeah, you can check that out if you want to check it out and tell us your stories about telling your parents if you have. Yeah. We'd love to hear your stories. Yeah. Love talking to you guys. (laughs) Okay. See you next time. All right. Bye.